Good Wednesday afternoon, Central Indiana. You are tuned to 91.9 FM, the home of unpredictable music. It's 4.30 on Wednesday afternoon, so you're tuned to the Indies Trusted Servant Show with yours truly, Danny O'Malia, Indies Trusted Servant. What is Indies Trusted Servant? Well, I do customer service training and keynote speaking about customer service. It's all about the culture of the organization. I learned all of that at the hand of the master, my late father, Joe O'Malia, at three different grocery companies starting at the age of nine and ending at O'Malia Food Markets uh, back in the day. If you want to learn more about my customer service training or keynote speaking programs, well, give me a call at 317-413-9062. What's the Indies Trusted Servant Show? I like to describe it as lively local small biz and community talk where you can feel the pulse of Indy. And today's guest serves small business. He is Brad Klopfenstein, the uh, chief executive officer, I guess, of the Lawrence, Indiana Chamber of Commerce. Brad, welcome to the show. Danny, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you. And um, I, I want to brag about myself and Brad just a little bit. Brad had me speak to the Lawrence Chamber last week. Uh, and it was the first live speech I'd given since February. Um, and I love speaking to uh, chambers and and uh, and uh, service clubs. Gets me in front of business people. Keeps me keeps me limber. Uh, and I had a great time. And that begs the question of, let's start with this. How is the Lawrence Chamber doing with going live during COVID when everybody else is do, still doing nothing but Zoom? <laughs> Danny, first let me say, you did a fabulous job. Oh, thanks. You would have never guessed that you'd been 10 months off from uh, <laughs> doing, a, doing a live presentation. So uh, our, our members loved having you there. That's, that's good to hear. So as far as the chamber goes, it's, we are trying to do everything we did pre-COVID. And as much as you can, business as usual, with obviously you've got to spread out some and mask up. Right. Um, there's some people that are more ready to go out and do things in person than others right so like the luncheon that you did we probably only had half the number that we would have had for a luncheon like that a year ago i understand but there, there's some people that are you know they've they've got older folks at home whatever they're a little bit more cautious there's others that have either had it and have some some sort of immunity or they just feel a little bit more comfortable in getting out those people kind of self-select and they well, come out and they know they're going to be socially distancing right yep. they're going to be wearing masks and so on and so forth so uh, that that's great. Now, what do you do? Any events Zoom? We do some Zoom. So um, when the pandemic started, I had only been in my job for a month. So I'm like, all right, I better show some value here. Otherwise, this might be the shortest career I've ever had. So we started doing, and I just called them chamber chats. So every Wednesday at 1:30, so three hours before this show starts. Um, I'll bring in somebody from the community and we'll just talk oftentimes as elected officials, other times community leaders from the not-for-profit community. And so we do that via Zoom. That way people can tune in live if they want, but then we'll record that. You'll record that and, and then do it make later. it available. Okay. Yep. So uh, what is the website? What's the, how, how do you communicate to the Lawrence Chamber? So our uh, website is greaterlawrencechamber.org or obviously on Facebook, the Greater Lawrence Chamber. And you'll find us, or if you type in Brad Kloppenstein, my page will direct you there. And so uh, spell, spell Kloppenstein. It's K-L-O-P-F-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. One of the uh, one of the topics that you had suggested that we hit is uh, 
the restaurant business. Okay. Uh, now, now last uh, week when I spoke, we spoke. I spoke at George's Restaurant, 71st and Benford. Uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of restaurant members in the chamber. We do. And that is probably a business that, or, you know, the whole, uh, I guess you'd call it entertainment business, has been hit very, very hard by COVID. Talk a little bit about the, the restaurant business and, and how you guys can help restaurateurs. And I'm sure you've got a lot of restaurant members. Yeah. So in addition to my work with the chamber, I'm also president of the Indiana Licensed Beverage Association. So, oh, yes. So I represent bar and restaurant owners all around the state. And as you can imagine, they're being hit really hard. Um, so we're trying to give them an attaboy, trying to give a plug to the general public saying, don't forget about these places. Remember that, you know, in years past, whenever somebody needed a hand with a fundraiser for the Little League or they needed gift certificates, those restaurants were there to help them out. So if you're not sure what you want to have for dinner tonight, think about doing carryout from one of your local establishments because they need it. Yeah, and of course, I, I remember when COVID first started, carryout was all you could do. But I think aren't the vast majority of restaurants that are open are doing indoor dining now limited there's some it's limited not, but yep. yeah depending on whether you're a pretty much a full-blown bar or bar and restaurant you're 25 percent or 50 percent there are a few places that have chosen to go on go carry out only so you'll want to check with you, your your local establishment you, you definitely want to check before you go out i and i think people are, are largely aware of this it's amazing my wife and i decided to go out at the last minute last night i was uh i was in cincinnati yesterday for the great xavier win over marquette uh, and uh, I decided we were going to go out to dinner, and the, the first place we went was closed, and the second place we went was closed. We live in Hamilton County, so it's a little looser up there, but the second place we went was closed for remodeling. Well, it's a good time for a restaurant to remodel, right? It, it's a great time to remodel, and I try to tell our, uh, our restaurant members, instead of hunkering down, I think now's the time you have to get more aggressive on your marketing, more aggressive on your specials, your customer service, because the one thing that's known is not everybody is going to make it through this, and the strong are going to be the ones that survive. And I've seen, unfortunately, not to call out anybody by name, but I've noticed some places that seem to be kind of getting chintzy on the, their product quality, their food quality, their service. Uh, well, we had to cut corners because of COVID. I think that's a bad that's a, precedent. That's a big set. mistake. No, it, it can be hard to get, get to get the help you need right. sometimes. It, that has been another side effect. And here's another thing I've noticed. My wife and I are, are not shy about going out to dinner. And um, a lot of restaurants uh, have cut their menu back quite a bit, right? They have. Which, which might be out of necessity. There might just be some things with, with, with it being difficult to get enough help. Might be some things that uh, you might not have available, and you should cut the restaurants a little bit of slack on all this, right? Right. Well, it, some things that are slow movers, and especially if they're perishable, I get it. Yes. That they're not going to keep those around. But on the other hand, I've gone to a couple different pizza places where they've suddenly skimped on the toppings. That's a different issue. And that is a way different issue. Yeah. So product quality as opposed to product availability, I think, are two separate issues. What percentage of the Lawrence Chamber membership would you say are restaurants slash bars? Oh, about 5%. Just 5%? Yeah, so, I mean, Lawrence is a fairly diverse community, so we've got a lot of manufacturing, a lot of other retail. So, of our 200 to 250 members, probably 10 
10 to 15. Only be, only 10 to 15 restaurants. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are some of the big areas? You mentioned manufacturing. Now, people don't really think of Lawrence and manufacturing much, right? Is they, there more manufacturing in Lawrence than I think there, there is? There is. So we have an entire trades district that's down roughly at the intersection of Franklin Road and Pendleton Pike, right off of 465 there. Right. And if you start driving back in those neighborhoods, there's all sorts of smaller f- facilities that will employ 25 to 50 people. Um, and really... My, my area encompasses all the way up to Castleton, 71st and Benford, all the way up to the south side of Geist Reservoir, really, at 96 and Carroll Road. So it's a fairly diverse area. So, so, so is the community hospital up there? Is that, community hospital that's yours? In it, yeah, and then yeah. we'll go all the way down to 38th Street as well. Yeah, okay. So very diverse, too, yeah, so uh, geographically and demographically. Correct, right? and I love it for that reason. And Yeah, and so, uh, well, that's great. Well, we're going to take a quick underwriter break and talk about next week's uh, show and uh, praise the host for our studio here. And then we'll be back with Brad Kloppenstein, the um, CEO or executive director of the Lawrence Chamber of Commerce, talk about what small town chambers or lo- what small community chambers do for their members. Okay. Uh, next week's show, my guest will be Jennifer Gebhardt, and she is um, the PR director for something I never knew existed, but I should have known it existed. It's called the Central Indiana regional transportation authority and and long story short they try to help match people that need transportation to places that need workers for instance somebody lives in marion county doesn't have a car they can get a job at a target in fishers how do you get them there and that's kind of what they do so that'll be a very very interesting show uh we want to thank the uh underwriter for the show and that is uh open in indiana uh, check out Open in Indiana, your destination for finding the people, places, and things and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, do business, and visit. If you own a business in Indiana, list your business and events with www.openinindiana.com. That's www.openinindiana.com to get started. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Open in Indiana. And uh, thanks to Open in Indiana and Ryan Henry for hosting the um, prior episodes of Indy's Trusted Servant, as well as for being an underwriter of the show. We want to thank the uh, folks that make our studio available, and that is Paul and Suzanne, the owners of My Pet Carnivore, a pet food distribution warehouse on Shelby Street in Fountain Square, that distributes healthy frozen mainly dog and cat food to dog and cat food owners only not stores in 48 states and as brad will attest you come in here you're going to see trucks unloading and loading you're going to see forklifts moving around you're going to see stacks of frozen uh, cat and dog food all over the place this is a very busy place and Thank them for hosting the studio of 91.9 FM, all the unpredictable music in the Indie's Trusted Servant show. Um, now, back to Brad Kloppenstein. Let's talk more, more about what the Lawrence Chamber can do, does for the community of Lawrence, and can do for its members generally. First, I want to give a shout-out to Paul Dijak. I've known Paul since I was in sixth grade. You're kidding. No, we played CYO basketball together. At, at Green, uh, Greenfield, St. Michael's. St. Michael's of Greenfield. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Greenfield boy? I grew up in Hancock County. Okay, we'll have to talk more about that. My uh, my sister and brother-in-law moved to Greenfield a long time ago. He's an attorney out there, John Davis, Pritsky and Davis. 
They're on nine there, yeah. and yeah, in an old house. Uh, of course, he's retired now because he's my age. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> I did not know you were from out there. Where'd you go to high school? Mount Vernon. So you're a marauder. I'm a marauder and a boiler maker. Uh, okay, I'm a boiler boiler up. Um, so let's talk about the let's talk about the the small chamber, if you will. Right. And there, you know, Carmel has a chamber, Fisher's has a chamber, Lawrence has a chamber, Greenwood has a chamber. What do you guys do for your members so, and the community? So we are the cheerleaders for Lawrence. My job is to go out and make sure that first the Lawrence community knows all the businesses that are there. Second, people who are outside of Lawrence who might not know a lot about what's going on in Lawrence have a better idea of what they can find in Lawrence, give them reasons to come to Lawrence, which we've got a great story. We've got a historic downtown with room to grow that is bordered by a 1,700-acre state park. Well, I want to talk about the whole state park and the whole Fort Bend thing. Let's talk about that next, but keep going. All right, and then the, the other thing that we do as chambers, we bring people together. So we make sure that dollars stay in Lawrence. And so events like we did last week with you where there's a luncheon, we bring people together and they're able to network. And inevitably, you're going to run across somebody who is either a potential customer or somebody that you could potentially buy from. So we try to bring people together. And then also we introduce them and try to have a dialogue with the elected officials just so that those elected officials are our cheerleaders as well. Um, do, you, do you guys, well, you mentioned elected officials. And uh, do you guys do lobbying? Not per se. So we don't have a lobbyist on retainer, although I consider it my job, and it is my job, to make sure that I'm on a first-name basis with all of our elected officials so that that way I can at least say, hey, listen, here's some challenges that some of our members are running across. If there's anything that you could do to help them, they'd really appreciate it. And I think you already mentioned this, but I assume that the elected officials or people maybe even running for office in Lawrence would be welcome to come to the chamber encouraged to and, come to the chamber encouraged to come to the chamber and sometimes maybe even speak at the chamber right yes so when, when i do a little, those little weekly chamber chats i mentioned a lot of times we have elected officials and that's a good way for our members to become familiar with them and vice versa so that that way the elected officials know what are the issues that are facing businesses in lawrence what is your relationship with the lawrence school system very good in fact they are our landlords so my office is in the uh, lawrence township schools administration building oh okay and they are fantastic landlords they are a great supporter of the chamber and vice versa dr smith is a fantastic superintendent there so yeah we love working with them uh several years ago on my show i had uh, frank schwarzkopf who was the head of the uh the stem uh, thing at, that that's in one of the old schools, yes. right? Yes. And uh, I went out there and visited that place. What an impressive thing that is! Yeah, that it's it's amazing what they're doing with schools now. Things that you and I would have never considered possible when we were growing up. So so now this precedes you being involved with the Lawrence Chamber. But some years ago, the whole Fort Benjamin Harrison, of course, was closed as a military base and in, in the cutbacks of military bases. And that goes back a long way. But there was this big, huge place with all these barracks and all these kind of cool buildings. And uh, the, the city of Lawrence has done a lot with all of that. I know several businesses, including clients that are out there in the fort schneider engineering is a client management 2000 is a client to name a couple and there's just a lot going on at the fort talk about all of that there is so uh the city of lawrence actually won the mira award this year as rising tech city in indiana 
So there are a lot, of, a lot of smaller tech firms that have gone into the old barracks buildings there. I actually live in one of the old officers' quarters that's on that loops around the I, old parade ground. Uh, are you on the lot and loop? I'm on the lot and loop. I love it there. It is so cool. Well, and another thing about that is, and it's and it re- re- refers to Lawrence a lot, is you're right close to the interstate. Right. You can get anywhere from there, right? Yeah. So logistically, you're right. 465 is right there. I-69 cuts across our northwest um, part of the uh, the township there up around Castleton. I-70 is just south of us. So yeah. our, our ability to get places is probably second to none. Uh, so what's the population of Lawrence now? So Lawrence city po- um, proper, 50,000. The township runs about 110 to 120,000. We'll see where the... Uh, the and that includes is. a lot of Geist, does it so not? So it does. So what, where's really, the line between that and, and Hamilton County? 96th Street. It's 96th Street yeah. straight across. Okay. So, yeah, so it's a hard line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, of course, uh, Geist is a great uh, a great part of uh, of Lawrence then. It, people it don't think of Lawrence and Geist. No, they don't. But the, the recreation is there. And, yeah, if, we talked about diversity of the community. I mean, we've got some of the... The highest of the high as far as income earners and property values of some of the lowest of the low, but they all seem to mesh together to make a nice community. Um, so talk about that lowest of the low part and, and what the chamber can do. And you talked about your boundaries go down to 38th Street, and that's where that comes in. What can you do for the folks in that area, and and how's business in that area? So there's... Uh, there's a lot of businesses down there that people don't think of. They're, they're typically smaller businesses, but you've got a lot of entrepreneurs that are, are working that have either landscaping companies or, you know, heck, there's an ice company down there. Um, there's all sorts of little markets. I hear a lot about people talking about food deserts. Indianapolis doesn't so much have food deserts as much as they have markets that people don't think to go into, but they offer you know great produce. So are you uh, now? That's an interesting topic, which which hits yeah. close to home for me. You're saying that even down around the 38th Street area, you wouldn't call that a food desert? No, because of the there's a lot of small, unique places right. down there. So it, Typically, they're Hispanic markets, but uh, in the southern half of our catchment area, there's at least seven smaller Hispanic markets, but they've got fantastic products. I mean, it's... Are, are some of them members? Um, we're trying to work on that, and there's a language difficulty. We've been working with Marco Dominguez, who's with Wish TV, and he's helping us a little bit. He's with Financial Center, who's a great supporter, um, and I think... There's just some distrust between the cultures, and I'm not bilingual. So well, and you're new, right? And I, exactly, yeah. I'm new yeah. to the. Well, area. that's it. It's an interesting opportunity slash challenge, mm-hmm. right? It is. It is, but a huge opportunity. Uh, that that's that is interesting. I mean, so you you go up to Geist, you go down to 38th Street. That's uh, that's a big. That's different. I mean, definitely different. It's fun. What are what? So that's a that's an opportunity and challenge. What are some of the challenges you've discovered uh, other than covid which is an obvious challenge for everybody as as a, a, a director of a small town chamber of commerce or a medium-sized town chamber of commerce let's say so depending on where you are um convincing people that they're in lawrence and not indianapolis is sometimes a hurdle especially for people who are new to the area um other times i think it's just raising expectations i that you know especially back in the days when the fort was still active Lawrence was considered mostly an area of, of strip clubs and used car dealerships. And it's that's so a, much more than that's that. That's a while back, but it yeah. Is, it is a yeah. while back. And, and changing those old perceptions. For the people who are in Lawrence, that perception's long gone. But for the people who are outside of Lawrence, 
I think that still lingers a little bit. So the more I can get out and do things like this with you and tell people our story, the better off we are. Great. Okay, we're going to have one more session with Brad Kloppenstein, the executive director of the Lawrence Chamber of Commerce. We want to take one more underwriter break and thank our host and tell you about next week's show once again. Um, we want to thank, uh, let's thank the underwriter first, and that would be Open in Indiana and my good friend Ryan Henry. Check out Open in Indiana, your destination for finding the people, places, things, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, visit, and do business. If you own a business in Indiana, list your business and events with www.openinindiana.com to get started. Follow Open in Indiana on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget, you can get, if you miss uh, Brad's interview today, you can get it on Open in Indiana by about Friday or so. Uh, and you can get all episodes of the Indies Trusted Servant Show back to October of 19 uh, on Open in Indiana. Thanks, Ryan Henry. We want to thank our host for the studios here. That is My Pet Carnivore, a pet food distribution warehouse on Shelby Street in Fountain Square where Paul and Suzanne and their very busy staff distribute healthy frozen dog and cat food to dog and cat food owners only. No stores in 48 states. I just found that, I find that astounding. But if you come in here sometime and you look at all the trucks coming in and out and all the forklifts and all the stacks of dog food and cat food, you'll believe me. So thanks for hosting. 98, 91.9 FM, all the unpredictable music, and the Indies Trusted Servant Show. Next week's show will uh, feature Jennifer Gebhart, and she is with the Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority. They help link folks that need transportation to places that need workers. Um, so uh, that's going to be very, very interesting. There's so much involved with that. I'm astounded. I don't know if we can cover it all in a half an hour. So back to Brad with uh, the uh, Lawrence Chamber. We were talking about the diversity and the challenge. Well, what are some of the, we were just getting into, what are the challenges of running a, a chamber like the Lawrence Chamber, aside from COVID, aside from the, the diverse nature of your boundaries, right? Um, I had a question that was just on the tip of my tongue, and then I decided to do the underwriter break, and I can't remember what I was going to ask you. So you start, and maybe I'll pick it back up. Sure. Uh, some of the challenges are just, it, Lawrence, even though it's the 19th largest city in, in Indiana. Really? We yeah, we don't have our own media market, though. So we are right. pulled into the Indy Star or stations like WITT or others. And it's harder to get your story out because there's so much other chatter going on and so much else going on in central Indiana that we are competing a little bit against a greenfield or all of, a, all of those pictures. chambers. Yeah, yeah exactly. all of those chambers. So, so it's to, to get the attention of people. I think it's a little bit more dis difficult and to create that sense of community. If you didn't grow up in Lawrence, I think it's a lot harder for people to identify themselves with Lawrence as opposed to the broader central Indiana. So just kind of, building that in and hitting home and trying to brand Lawrence as a destination and a place that you'd want to do business is important. And, you know, as a, I'm a, I'm a resident of Carmel and have been for 40 some years, although I grew up in Indianapolis, um, a place like Carmel always had its sort of own identity as a separate town. It was far enough away and in a different County from Indianapolis. And, and that is an advantage that a place like Carmel has had over, how you describe Lawrence, right? Right. And yet, um, Lawrence isn't that much smaller than Carmel. 
No. Right? And uh, I, I, I'll, I'll toss another one at you. Lawrence has two high schools, and Carmel only has one. Uh, that's an interesting scenario. Right. It, so prior to Fisher splitting in two, Lawrence had been the last school district or school system in the state of Indiana to actually open a second high school and split. Everybody okay. else had just chosen to get bigger. I think sports drives some of that. You're kidding. I know. I'm shocked by this. But. <laughs> um, okay. So you you had mentioned that, that 18th largest city in Indiana. That blows my mind. And then I think about it, and I think, yeah, why not? You mentioned you've traveled to 92 counties in Indiana. As the director of the Lawrence Chamber, or no, uh, uh, running the Lawrence Chamber, I've traveled about three counties. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, why would you travel to uh, you know Martin Martin's Martin County in Indiana as the director? That that's your other job with the with the licensed beverage association. Licensed beverage association. Eight years ago, I ran for lieutenant governor with Rupert Bonham. Okay, so we ran. So I had reason to go out and travel Indiana, but even on the weekends, me and my girlfriend Sheila. We'll go out, and it is nothing for us to drive to Huntington or drive to Vincennes or drive to Monticello just to see what's there. So I enjoy getting out. I enjoy that's every a, story I run across. In that's, that's a neat hobby. Well, you've yeah. had clients out there then, right? right? I've had clients out there, so I'll see them, but sometimes we'll just do it for the enjoyment. To, we'll go after, go look at an old bridge or something. So Are you still involved with the uh, the uh, Libertarians? No, no, the 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 uh, the liquor the the uh, oh, licensed like, beverage association. Yeah, yeah. So still I, involved with that? Yeah, so I'm still their president. How? Okay, well, and that comes back to that's mainly is that liquor stores and grocery stores and restaurants? No, just the restaurants. Just the, the restaurants, restaurants part. and bars. Okay, so, and, and predominantly the small independent ones. So your neighborhood tavern would be one of our likely members. Um. Okay. Great. Have you lost any members that went out of business due to COVID? Yes, we probably lost seven or eight percent due to attrition, and I think that that number is going to expand yep. the longer this, this drags on. Does that break down according to type of business? Not particularly. A lot of it just is, you know, how well they they've done in the past, how well they're financed, whether they own their building, how friendly their landlord was. Yep. There's a lot that plays into that this year. That's an interesting topic, and I've uh, I've been a retailer, as you know. I've also been a landlord. You know, we owned one, we owned a shopping center, and we just sold it back in November, just in time to beat the COVID thing, right? And I I empathize on both sides. The the landlord has an investment, and he's got. He's got partners and maybe investors, and he wants that rent, right? right? And yet the business can't pay the rent, and uh, uh, I guess you got to work together uh, and compromise and so on and so forth. Have you have you seen that happening? I have, and more often than not, I have seen landlords working with tenants, and you know. It, it gets tough on both sides because it the landlord is. is also a businessman, and they've typically got a note on that property, and they've got to pay the mortgage. Hey, they've, they've got a nut to crack, yeah, they right? Do. And so, but on the other hand, I think most landlords look at it and say, "All right, if this bar or restaurant goes out, what are my prospects for putting a similar business in there or a different?" I know, brand? I know. So you're probably better off sticking with the one person who might pay you rent at some point in the future as opposed to letting it go idle. You know, and that, you know, even though we got the, the center sold back in November before this happened, um, we had a similar situation with the center we own in Carmel where the grocery store closed, okay? It, it had been in O'Malley's and Marsh had bought it, and then Marsh went bankrupt, and the, and the grocery store closed, 
and we looked at it the same way. How am I going to get another pizza place or another liquor store in this center? Let's work with these folks, right? And and amazingly, with the and there's going to be another grocery store going into that space, and they're working on it right now, and they're remodeling the center. The people that built it have put a lot of money into it. All the all the B shops in that center are still there. That's which, amazing. which amazes me with the and the grocery store has been gone like three years and then through COVID now the pizza place is doing deliver a pickup and delivery only but a lot of the businesses are completely still open and, and that's an amazing thing so what do you want to say in one minute one minute come yeah. check out Lawrence if you haven't been there great independent restaurants that uh, you might not think of that are right there at the old fort Come check it out. There's a lot of restaurants along Pendleton Pike. Obviously, lots of places for entertainment. You've got the state park that's there, but then you've got other trails. Give us the Lawrence uh, Chamber website. Uh, www.greaterlawrencechamber.org. Check it out. Thanks, Brad, for being our guest on the Indies Trusted Servant Show. Don't forget next week, Jennifer Gebhardt, Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority. Everybody have a merry and blessed Christmas, and God bless.